Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. I learned about the categories of chaos when I took in my sister's three young children. I got a call around 7 a.m. from my brother-in-law. He was very scared and emotional, telling me my sister was admitted to the hospital with sepsis after a bladder infection had gotten out of control. She was in critical care. He was scared and alone. His parents had just flown out for his brother's boot camp graduation. And my parents had just driven all night to Atlanta to visit our brother. They were seven hours away and exhausted. I was nearly four hours away, but at least I was in the same state. Miraculously, I was on the road in less than 30 minutes from the time I got the call. I even filled the gas tank before heading out. I prayed and listened to scripture the entire way, knowing that God had this in his hands, no matter what the outcome. When I got there, His friends were watching the kids, so I stopped by to check in with Amy and Zach at the hospital before picking up their babies. They were supposed to be moving that weekend, so things were already stressful at the house. But their friends helped pack stuff up for the kids, and we loaded up and headed back where they lived with me for the next two months. I had six kids, eight and under, including two one-year-olds. It was a lot. It was crazy, wonderful, and I am so blessed that I was able to have that experience. But I learned so much about myself through that process. I was able to determine my stressors and find ways to prevent overwhelm by paying attention to when my stress level changed. I would be in the kitchen, just doing the cleanup or fixing lunch or preparing dinner. And all of a sudden, all the kids would come downstairs running and screaming and dropping stuff on the floor, bringing toys that were supposed to be upstairs. And I noticed my stress level changed. So I started paying attention to what specific things caused me to feel more stressed and I realized I could categorize them food mess loud noises lots of movement toy and other mess or clutter emotional frustration or expectations of others and financial financial stress or chaos those were my categories of chaos that I discovered changed my stress levels in the moments. So I also learned that I could handle two of them anytime, no problem. Three, feeling a little stressed. Four, I'm done. The party is over. Time to make some changes. Time to clean it up. (laughs) So I worked on it. I remember feeling like 
even with all of those little kids, all of the expectations and responsibilities and everything that I was working on, I never felt really stressed the whole two months they were with me. There was a peace in the home, and even though it was busy, it was happy. The kids enjoyed playing together. I was able to do what I needed to do to keep up with the housework and meals. Some of the strategies I used to fix the mom stress were routines, quiet time, music and laughter, an organization that worked for the kids as well as for me so that they could clean it up easily, and meditation and devotion and a little bit of time away from the kids. My husband was pretty great about letting me sneak out to the grocery store after things settled down at the house when he got home from work. That was extremely helpful for my mental well-being. But some of the other things that I did was um, just vent. I would just call someone and vent about what I was frustrated about. We have, I have several sisters. I have my parents had seven kids, so I have three brothers and three sisters, and we have sister-in-laws, and we're all pretty close, which is wonderful. I also have cousins that I'm pretty close with, and so there's usually someone that I can trust to vent to, and they'll still love me and understand the situation, knowing that I'm not meaning any negative about anyone. just need to get it off my chest so that I can be back to helping which is where I like to be. I love helping others. It's so fun. It just feels so good. But the number one thing that I would tell other moms is to pay attention when you're when you feel your stress levels rising. Note the changes that happened over the last few minutes and think about anything you can do to prevent those changes from being so disruptive. Like did someone new just come to the door or did someone just come from their own space and now they're not mixing well with the other people in the space? Do they need to maybe have a distraction or are we hungry? Let's, you know, hangry is a real thing. I know it is for me. I always keep snacks in my purse in the car because mommy's not nice if she doesn't feed herself. And when you have six little kids, including two one-year-olds, um, those little scraps on their little baby plates just don't fill up a mama. <laughs> Mommy has to be eating first before I call the kids down to eat. I eat because it's hard for me to eat and think about feeding myself when it's chaotic, when there's lots of people moving around, when the kids are all down there talking at full volume, it's stressful and my body tenses and I don't think about food. My stomach is tight. It's not feeling hungry. It's feeling stressed. So I've paid attention to that during this time and it's really been helpful for me over the last several years to really understand myself because as a mom, we think about everyone else. We think about all of their needs and all the different things that we need to do for other people. And it's so hard to pay attention to ourselves and notice when we start feeling stressed or when we start feeling frustrated. But these are things that I really started to pay attention to. So again, we'll go over the categories of chaos again. So we have food mess, 
loud noises, lots of movement, toy and other mess or clutter. And we have emotional frustration or expectations from others and we have financial. So I'll give you an example. So I'm in the kitchen and we haven't finished cleaning up the food mess, but all the kids leave the table and start running off and then toys are getting thrown down the stairs and um, so there's toys on the floor, there's shoes on the floor, the food is still on the table and the kids are running around and being loud. And you know what? It's almost time for a husband to come home and he's not gonna be very happy if he comes into that kind of chaos. That's gonna feel very stressful and he's gonna feel I'm feeling his expectations are not to come into a house that is in a state of chaos, which it is in that moment, even though the rest of the day has been completely calm and peaceful and I've been on top of it the whole entire day, that 30 minutes before he comes home is just a mess. It's a zoo, it's crazy town, and I'm feeling the expectations of him and his frustration from coming in from a stressful day at work and now he's coming in and there's not even a safe place to get in the house and walk to the kitchen to eat something like it's just a mess so I am feeling those frustrations so one thing that I do is I always make sure the kids clear their dishes from the table so that that mess is instantly picked up if they're getting up from the table they've already moved their messes not the one-year-olds that need to be buckled in but once they start walking away from the table on their own they can pretty much carry their plate or you have an older sibling help them carry their dishes to the table from the table to the kitchen that helps to eliminate a lot of the food mess that way things aren't getting spilled when the kids are up and moving we also try and make everyone stay at the table um, while we're still eating until everyone's finished or most of the people are finished. You know, with one-year-olds, goodness gracious, sometimes they take two hours to finish their food. <laughs> and that's just too much to make a four-year-old sit down and wait. So just simplifying them things like that and then make sure that the toys are maintained. We don't have toys all over downstairs. There's no toys in the kitchen because then they end up getting in the food and then you have stuff that you have to clean up or they take it with food smeared on it and they take it upstairs and then it's in the carpet or on the bedding and it's just not good. So we just keep the toys maintained um, in their own spaces. We have some space downstairs for toys to be, but the majority of the toys are going to remain upstairs in their play area. We do have... Um, with one-year-olds, of course, you have to have toys that so that you can watch them playing while you're making food and things like that. So we did have a play area for the toddlers downstairs, the little ones, and the other kids had their toys. Um, and we did rotate them out, especially when there were so many kids in the house. It was so important to not have all the toys available all the time because they would... in. 10 minutes dump out six different buckets of toys and then that's takes so much work and so much frustration to get all that cleaned up and sometimes you just don't have time to do that when you have to get everyone ready for bed and school and all the things so minimizing the toys and the other clutter um, I've done that by capsule wardrobes we started doing capsule wardrobes which is um, a simplified mix and match wardrobe for the kids and I have that listed on my website if you want to check that out I can um, send you a printable list of how 
just a simple list of how to do that for yourself. And then um, I'm working on a course that should be available pretty soon um, to help teach mamas how to do that in a little bit more detailed step-by-step -step way. Um, or we also always have personal coaching available that you can do that. I can teach you one-on-one. Um, -on -one. We can do a virtual call and set up a capsule wardrobe, or I can come to you and set that up as well. That I'm honestly, those simplifying the laundry has been a game changer in my life. It used to take, I felt like for years I was never caught up on laundry ever, 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 ever. There was always a mountain somewhere. And even though <laughs> right now, today, I worked a lot last week, so there's laundry still piled up and I haven't gotten it. And we had the dog had got all over some of the bedding. So we had to wash things that are bigger and take an entire load by themselves. That was a lot of work, but anyways, most of the time I'm on top of laundry right now and the capsule wardrobes have been absolutely game changing for how to keep up with that and let the kids be able to dress themselves freely so that you don't have to stress about the matching. Everything's going to match because it's a capsule wardrobe. It all goes together. Really so much stress saved in that itself. Um, the other thing that I've done is instead of having all the toys available all the time, I would have just a few of them, a few categories, like um, we had both genders of kids, so they were kind of mix and match on the toys. We would have some baby dolls and stuffed animals, but I wouldn't have all of them out. We would have part of them out and we would rotate them. We had a great attic um, in our previous house. In this house, we have um, some storage space as well. And so we put them up in the storage space and rotate them out so that they aren't always available and they don't get tired of them. So they can really enjoy them for a longer period of time, the same types of toys they can enjoy for a longer period of time. Um, but we would have like, three or four different baskets of toys, but the rest of them would be put up. So the Legos always out. We had different sizes. Um, my favorite has been the Duplos. And then um, once we didn't have any of the little toddlers, once our youngest was about four, we decided that the tiny Legos would be a great thing. And she's been able to handle those as well. Um, that honestly, that's the best, the endless, imagination toys. Those are the best, best, best. Um, some of the other frustrations that are chaotic for mamas, those expectations of others, like you have friends that come over or mother-in-laws that drop in or husbands that are just really not understanding of little children and how <laughs> they can destroy the entire house in 20 minutes because they've never had younger children in their lives. And some of them just had really on top of it, parents that were really focused on the things and maybe your focus is more on the emotions of the people in the house instead of the the looks of the house. So those are all fine. You're doing something well. Like moms give us, we guilt ourselves over so much stuff and it's just sad. I see moms all the time and they're feeling so bad about themselves and they have the most well-mannered children and they're just so polite and thoughtful and their emotions are very well managed. They understand how to handle their emotions and 
they're so intelligent and thoughtful of others and but they don't put their things away okay fine <laughs> that's other kids are completely neat and tidy but they're mean and they aren't thoughtful of other people and they you know they, there's so many different things that we as parents have to deal with and we guilt ourselves these little kids that we are and responsible for they make their own decisions we don't do that they choose how they behave they choose how they act it's our job to encourage them and to guide them but we can't make them be somebody that they're not we can't make them do anything they have to choose that's something that God gave us God gave us the right to choose the ability to make decisions for ourselves and we all have the responsibility to do that or to not do that and to face the consequences. But we do feel the stress from other people's expectations. So knowing how to handle that and how to, um, how to address the situation uh, before it gets to the point of being a negative or a chaos causing stressor in your life um you can there's a lot of things that we can do to um manage those expectations as well um there's a couple of other things we can do is um to just pay attention to how we're feeling and have those good conversations with our husbands and with our um, family members that would maybe give us those expectations or have expectations for us that's been a real um, eye-opener for me was there were things that i expected of my husband that when he's working 60 plus hours a week he's just not capable of and he had no idea that I had these expectations of him so how can he possibly be meeting those expectations when he was completely unaware of them and we we as wives have husbands that probably feel the same way I know my husband he's a great communicator he honestly he minored in communicate or majored in communication he has three degrees anyways um just taking note of the expectations of others if we start feeling the stress of their arrival or when they come in the room if our emotions change take note of that and see where we can maybe communicate better or um prepare for their arrival home or their um being in the space to be a more positive thing instead of a stressful thing and there's certainly situations that we don't have any control of but as many as we can control and address let's make sure that we're doing that for ourselves and for the well-being of our entire household because it really our kids feel the stress even if we don't say anything to them they can feel the tension just like we can it's important to be able to um minimize that as much as possible for everyone um but anyways i hope that this has been really helpful for you and for for your homework this week i would really love to hear if you could share in your in the um facebook group for our 
for my podcast. If you could share your categories of chaos, if you have any that I did not list, um, I would love to hear them. I think they would be helpful. I'm sure you're not alone. My goodness. There's so many mamas out there. (laughs) I'm sure there's more categories of chaos, but these were the ones that I noticed for myself that were really noticeable for me and for my sister, um, with her household as well. I went over them with her before I shared this. She does. She did authorize me sharing her story, but I did want, I would love, love, love to hear from you. If there's anything in here that you would like to add or anything that you found that was really helpful, please share it in the group. Um, and leave a review if you get a chance. Um, we've got Apple Podcasts has the review down at the bottom. You have just scroll down past all the episodes and everything, and it's down there at the bottom, and I would love to hear from you. Um, just leave a written review and send me a message, a private message. On, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, and I'll leave the links down below. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S., is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?